0: Not, not to get strong and buff, but it's a really good stress reliever. Even, even if you're just walking or running on a treadmill. This is Robert Bickers of the
1: Govey Twins, and you're listening to ninety point seven FM WGXC Agra.
0: WGXE welcomes audio
1: responses from listeners. Anyone can call and leave a message with WGXE and we'll play it on the air. Call
0: 518-291-WGXE and leave up to a three-minute message for airplay. Hear something you disagree with? Want to speak out on an issue? Plug
1: your band's show? Let your neighbors know something important. Call 518 518- and leave a three-minute message anytime about any issue. That number again is 518-291-WGXE. 518-291-9492.
0: WGXE underwriting support is provided by Woodhouse Pizza in Greenville, New York. The restaurant is located on the grounds of the Woodhouse Lodge and offers takeout, dine-in, and outdoor seating. Open Friday and Saturday from 4.30 to 9 p.m. Expanded hours start soon. Information at thewoodhouselodge.com Wave Farms WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Delmar Wellness Center of Alaysia, New York. WGXE's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXE as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Green and Columbia counties. You, too, can become a sustaining supporter by going to wgxcorg donate and designating an amount of your choosing. Thank you for your support.
1: Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. This is a movie talk show where we, Jenny and Amanda, get a little crazy, get a little hysterical talking about movies. (laughs) More on that later.
0: Hi, Jenny. (laughs) Hi, Amanda. (laughs) Are you feeling on the edge of your seat tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm feeling. (laughs) Um, So each episode, we pick a theme. And uh, watch movies according to that theme. And we'll get to that later. We'll get to that theme later. First, I want to ask you, Jenny, what have you been watching lately?
0: Oh, wow. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amanda, um, I've been watching a lot lately. It's just its just that time of year for me where I'm, I'm hunkering down and watching movie after movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one I want to talk to you about tonight uh, actually came as a recommendation from a listener. Ah, So, uh, for those of you who don't know, this radio show has an Instagram called at dim the lights with Jenny and Amanda <laughs> appropriately.
1: Yeah. No punctuation. Just the whole, the whole thing.
0: Nope. Just <laughs> the name. Um, and when, you know, we were turning over the page of 2020 into 2021, we asked our listeners who were out there on the gram uh, what their favorite, what some of their favorite movies were from the last year, and a uh, friend of the show Anya, who you <laughs> may remember <laughs> from oh. our <laughs> from our last crossover episode uh, when we talked about band movies,
1: exactly friend of the show and fellow WGXC programmer, <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> of uh, Rock and Roll High School and Perfect Songs, mm-hmm. um, she suggested or just mentioned that a, a favorite movie of hers had been. Um, This film called Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, uh, which I had not heard of, um, but I decided to watch it the other night because uh, it was a great recommendation. And then once I looked it up, I realized it was by a director um, whose last movie I saw and and liked. (laughs) So um, it's basically it's uh, written and directed by Eliza Hitman, who. Did a movie from, I want to say 2017 called Beach Rats, um, which is a different movie entirely. I'm not going to talk about it, (laughs) but it's worth your time if you're interested and give it a Google. Um, But the one that I did watch, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, uh, is from 2020. And it was really, really good. It was very beautiful, really moving. Um, It's basically about a teenage girl, I think she's 18, um, who through a course of events finds out that she's pregnant um, and doesn't want to be. And the main section of the movie is about her and her cousin who she works with at a grocery store who's also a teenager um, going to New York City because they live in Pennsylvania um, to try and like access an abortion basically. Um, But it's just like really settled in reality in a way that was gripping actually like there's it's very little happens and there's very little dialogue like there's not it's a really quiet movie which Mm -hmm. is really interesting there's not really a soundtrack it's very like just environmental um like she's in penn station a lot and there's a lot of penn (laughs) station sounds um but it's just really moving and like and really humane and just like very grounded in reality and i really liked it it was very affecting
1: Nice. I hear great things about it. And yeah, a story doesn't need to be um, complicated in in the events it contains yeah. to be good. Obviously, that situation is one that's very complicated and very, very, very real for so totally. many people. Um, and that's pl- there's plenty there to make a <laughs> beautiful story. And I'm really curious to see it. Is it streaming anywhere?
0: It is. It is streaming on, uh, I believe hulu i meant to write it down but i didn't (laughs) unbelievable um i believe it's on hulu let me double check really quickly but yeah i really enjoyed it um it's also it's it uh it's on hbo sorry excuse me um which i have through hulu which is why i was confused (laughs) um it's just has like has a lot of silence in it in a way that is really interesting um and i i didn't expect to be quite so like absorbed, but I really was. It was really, really interesting. Nice. Uh yeah. So thank you to Anya <laughs> for that great recommendation. <laughs> we love
1: recommendations. <laughs> please, please feel free to reach out to us in any way. We love, um, we love when people do. So find us on Instagram, um, on your smartphone or tablet <laughs> or, <laughs> or your laptop computer. or desktop. <laughs> go, on, Dimble- go to go to the
0: yeah, Go to your local library and type in type at in. Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. Please.
1: Exactly. We'd uh, love to hear from you.
0: Amanda, would you mind telling me what you've been watching lately?
1: I would love to tell you. I'm going to tell you about two things I've been watching lately, and they're really, really different. <laughs> I'm not going to spend too long on either. The first one is the bigger deal, and it's that I just finished finally Um, Twin Peaks, The Return. Yes. And it's funny. So in my notes for today's show, uh, I wrote before I finished the show and they're just really brief notes that I basically just wrote down that this is what I'm going to talk about for what I've been watching lately, but I clearly wrote it before the show hits a very, very, specific turning point. And even that's saying that it's so, it's so vague, but anyone who's seen it knows exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, right before, right when I wrote these notes, I was really enjoying it, but was like, Oh yeah, it's, it's not perfect. but I'm, I'm having a good time. And like, clearly David Lynch is having a good time. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, it's totally, totally different from the original series, which I still think. Um, and it it stands separately for sure. But I had just seen a friend who is a fan and has seen the whole thing and who had told me to hang in there because there's some wild stuff coming. And boy, <laughs> were they right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still kind of reeling from finishing it. Honestly, there's a lot and so little to be said about it. Um, I think I said this to you, Jenny, at work, but I feel a little bit like a fool for thinking that um, <laughs> David Lynch was just gonna tie it tie it up all nice. Oh no, no! For me, <laughs> you know, he didn't even want to do this. I don't think. I don't think he wanted to do a, a reboot. Mm. And so when he agreed to come back, I think he was like, "Okay, yeah," <laughs> on yeah. some conditions. <laughs> Um, and also he just is who he is and he's where he is in his career. Um, and so it's, the return is, uh, very strange, very funny, very dark, completely unhinged. You know, it's not often that you watch something that is so totally lawless. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No boundaries, (laughs) no boundaries. I had a hard time dealing with, um, the way it ended and Mm -hmm. I had to read some articles to make me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) I would, I don't want to say much more because there you and many others out there haven't seen it, but I do recommend it. Despite all of these very, very, this myriad of strange and strong feelings, I do highly recommend it. I think it's, um, a really fun time and. Yes you know, sometimes with um, reboots of something that you really love, something that's really beloved to you, you do kind of have to create this separate box for it in your mind. It can't go in the same Mm -hmm. one as the original thing that is so beloved to you. Cause I don't know. It's um, sometimes reboots can, can taint the original a little bit. And I think I have to do that with this one a little, a little bit, which is, I don't know. Maybe shameful, I don't know I don't, yeah. i'm I'm thinking out loud, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so watch the return. I highly recommend it that is on showtime. there's tons of free trials out there. Be like me and blast on through it in a couple of weekends. yeah, the other thing I've been watching is Dawson's Creek. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank God, um, talking about teen soaps here yeah. um there's not much to thread. say yeah it is exactly. There's not much to say about it other than I've never seen it before. And boy, everyone's a real kook in that show. <laughs> <laughs> um it's just it's funny to i I Amanda love teen soap operas. I love them very much. this one I haven't seen, and it's a it's a it's a big one. Um, and it's it's nice and light and I'm yeah. enjoying it, but it's funny these shows from another time where the, the, they have an agenda kind of, or they have really clear values that they're kind of trying to push. Like, it's good to be a virgin or like, totally.
0: it's like, Oh, okay. That's what the cultural uh, consensus was at that time.
1: Exactly. Or at least like, that's what they wanted the teens to feel. Right. Oh man. You know, that's me. That's really Um, fun.
0: Those are both like, uh, I mean, very different, but also (laughs) really fun, really enjoyable.
1: Exactly. It's always nice to have a little popcorn, junk Mm -hmm. food, TV show to enjoy. Um, Just
0: toss on any old time. Exactly.
1: Uh, But now...
0: But end for now. something
1: completely <laughs> different, but, you know, or actually not, you know, <laughs> uh, it's kind
0: of all connected ultimately
1: and connected. Um, we had a very fun theme for this show. Do you want to tell the people, Jenny?
0: I would love to tell the people uh, this week. We will be talking about movies that center on mass hysteria or, uh, you know, collective panic, collective fear. Anything where a group of people have all undergone this, some kind of transformation that has made them believe something and start to panic because of it <laughs> or just act, act differently than they ordinarily would.
1: Exactly. Beautifully put. Cause you know, uh, a few people Tom included have brought up the, um, I don't know the necessary distinction or not necessary, but, um, you know, uh, basically any, any movie that has a disaster of some Mm -hmm. kind will often contain mass hysteria because everybody's panicking, but um, yeah, collective madness is a, is a more specific way to put what we were trying to dial in.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Um, Jenny, I know you watched like a lot of (laughs) movies for this. Do you want to tell me about one? Do you want to start us off?
0: I do. I'm going to start us off um, with one that actually does fall a little bit outside of the spectrum and closer to like a disaster movie. Mm-hmm. However, I really liked it. I'm so, <laughs> so excited. I've been dying to talk to Amanda You've about this for a really week. Good.
1: you really good. I feel like this episode in particular, I really, really let, let it all, let the uh, genie out of the bottle. <laughs> I, I just, I, um, Jenny and I try to not talk about what we watched and i really did
0: <laughs> this you know you creaked open the door just a little bit but i am delighted to hear everything you have to say Boy, always um, tell me but so okay so the first movie i watched for this that i hadn't seen already um is this movie from 1988 called miracle mile uh, mm. and i had never heard of it i found it um it was when I Googled movies about collective hysteria, <laughs> <laughs> like the third result was somebody else also asking that on Reddit nice, <laughs> and nice. an and answer kind of, if you scroll down a little bit, somebody was like, oh, Miracle Mile, um, which I decided to watch because they described it as a, as a romance. And I was like, oh, don't mind if I do. <laughs> so <laughs> I will. <laughs> so it is. Free on Tubi, but you can also rent it. I did because I just wanted to watch it very badly. Mm. Um, but my literally the first thing in my notes is just "Wow!" and I'll. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> So it's so I went into it kind of expecting just like a goofy 80s movie, which in some ways it really is. It's about this guy named Harry, who's played by Anthony Edwards, who you probably recognize because he's a real character actor. He's mm-hmm. um, he was on ER. He's one of the doctors and he's Goose in Top Gun.
1: Ah, uh, OK. Yeah, he's that guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but so he plays this guy named Harry and the movie opens with this like Really kind of like silly, lighthearted. He's taking this girl named Julia out on a date, and they're just like going around like the muse Natural History Museum, I think, in LA, um, near the uh-huh. La Brea Tar pits. And then they like go on like a train ride through the city looking at landmarks, and it's they're falling in love and it's Aww. very silly. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, but then they after they spend the day together, they decide. That they are going to meet up later for another date after she's done with work. She's a waitress at a diner, so she's like, "Come pick me up at midnight," and he's like, "Okay," but he sleeps through his alarm <laughs> because the power goes out in his bu- in his building. So then uh-huh. at four a.m., he like jolts awake and he's like, "Oh God, I forgot about my date." So he drives to the diner to see if she's still there at four in the morning, and she's not. Uh-huh. Um, but there are a bunch of other people there, so he just goes in to get some food. He calls her on the payphone outside to apologize, but just gets the answering machine. And then while he's loitering by the payphone, somebody else calls, and he picks it up. And the person on the other end of the line is a young guy in North Dakota, and he's calling from missile silo and he's looking for his dad. He's calling and he's talking to this guy who he thinks is his dad for like 5 minutes being like I'm so sorry about this thing that happened between us. Like I love you. It's all about to end. It's all coming. The big one is happening right now. And there's the sound of gunshots and then somebody else picks up the phone and says, "Go back to sleep."
1: And then hangs no. up. <laughs> Kenny I got goose pimples. Yeah.
0: No. it's It takes this turn that's like, wait, what's happening? Um, so he Harry goes back into the diner and starts to tell everybody what he's just experienced. And some of them believe him and some of them don't. And then the rest of the movie is kind of people deciding what they think is real and what to do next. Um, and it's just, I don't really want to tell you anything else about it because it surprised me so much. Okay. And I just really... I don't know. I thought it was going to be really silly, but it was actually both a lot darker than I expected and a lot sweeter. Like it has this real tenderness to it. Like the romance between Harry and Julia is like so moving actually. Uh, And I really didn't expect it to be. Um, But yeah, I really, really loved it just as like an indicator of a scene that I found like that really surprised me is like he, Harry is like, I have to get Julia so we can get out before this thing starts to happen like we don't even know if it's happening or not but I need to go get her because I'm in love with her Uh so but she has just taken a sleeping pill because she works nights (laughs) so he goes up to where she is with her grandma and is like we have to get out and takes her and while she's like still asleep because she's kind of drugged he like he rolls her in a shopping cart and she like kind of wakes up and is like where are we going and he's like Oh, don't worry about it. And she's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just like there's something so tender about the way they are with each other. Um, but yeah, it just has a lot of things in it that I wasn't expecting. Like in the diner scene at the beginning, there's a trans woman who's just there and it's not a joke, and she's just a character. Oh, uh, wow. And it's amazing. And then like later Imagine. in the movie, there's also a gay couple that also is not a joke. They're just there. And it's like there's all these little pieces to it that really I just wasn't expecting. And I was really pleasantly surprised by Miracle (laughs) Vile.
1: Yeah. Well, it's always, it shouldn't be as surprising as it is, but man, when those things, those two things you mentioned happen, things like that, it's just a real relief. It's a
0: real relief. And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, I really, I went into it kind of not not thinking anything interesting was going to happen at all, but I have not stopped thinking about it since I watched it. <laughs> That's a sign of a
1: good movie. You know, sometimes I think that I don't like a movie mm-hmm. and then I can't stop thinking about it. And I'm like, like, oh, you, mm. you slippery rascal. You <laughs> I did love you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, when is this movie from? What it's year? It's from 1988. Okay. Um, and the guy who directed it, I didn't write it down, but um, he only has like one other movie. I don't know what happened. Uh, oh. I don't know what happened, but, um, I really, really enjoyed it. I, uh, I highly recommend Miracle Mile. Wow. Um, and it does, I, do, I don't want to talk too much about, um, any of the rest of like the actual content of it, but, um, it definitely has hysteria in it, but it's just, it's a little different from the theme that we kind of like zeroed in on but I just felt so strongly about it that I was like I have to talk about this movie oh wow the <laughs>
1: the soundtrack is by Tangerine Dream yes yeah it's wow. great
0: I really I Miracle Miles laps. <laughs>, laughs
1: I'm so excited um the director did also episode or er, d- direct some episodes of Lizzie McGuire so <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes mm-hmm. just, Incredible. just so you know <laughs> just so you know oh yeah Steve DeJarnette is his name
1: nice oh that's so it yeah. sounds amazing and it really sounds like something I could get into yeah. I love I love that era of movie making
0: totally oh also just one other thing I found out literally 10 minutes before we started recording that um the actors who play Julia and Harry um Mayor Winningham and Anthony Edwards are dating in real life right now oh my god it's like I see it. The chemistry is real. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they weren't before. I don't know what, like, because I, I know Anthony Edwards is married to somebody else, but now they are currently dating each other. And it's like,
1: wow. What? Oh, I love it's real. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's so they've started dating further down the line.
0: Yeah, totally. That's, I don't know if they dated before, also, but yeah.
1: Wow. Love I love it. that. <laughs> ah, um, okay, so I like I said to you before off the airwaves, I didn't find as much of a of a wealth of um, movie suggestions out there as I wanted to. And a lot of them I wasn't able to get to. I was working from home and there was a couple foreign language films that I couldn't watch while working. Um, but there several of those were on my list. And I so I watched a movie that was extremely on theme, but I really didn't like it. Um and so I'll I'll mention that briefly because right after I watched this one, I watched another one that is a little more on like uh sincerely on on theme, but mm-hmm. anyways. Um all right. So the movie I didn't like I watched um was called The Falling from 2014. It's on canopy and it stars Two pretty big names, Florence Pugh of Midsummer fame and Maisie Williams of Game of Thrones fame. Oh, yeah. Um, And it was just a contemporary movie. Very, very, very um, clearly trying to evoke the style of a film from another time. And very specifically, um, 60s gothic romance, all girls school movie with uh, queer leanings films, Hmm. like picnic at (laughs) hanging, like picnic at hanging rock. Yeah, totally. (laughs) um, Just pretty much that's just picnic at hanging rock. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, and so the story itself was like good, you know, it's an all girls school in England in the sixties. And because of sexual repression, uh, girls start having, um, a seemingly contagious fainting spells um but it just stylistically was not pulled off like I think that to you have to go fully into that aesthetic mm-hmm. and it, it didn't have as enough of the gauzy yeah. dream, dreaminess of that to kind also to kind of communicate that um that contagion like it needs to kind of I need to also feel the madness.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um,
1: but Florence Pugh's character, Florence Pugh and Maisie Williams characters are best friends. And also like a lot of these movies, it's trying to emulate, uh, one of them, uh, the tension grows between them as one of them becomes more sexually active. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other one is feeling kind of, jealous and also not in the same place um and Florence Pugh uh or I'm spoilers by the way I'm sorry (laughs) spoilers Florence Pugh's character gets pregnant and like starts fainting um and unfortunately early on in the movie um after one of these fainting spells passes away and then Maisie Williams starts fainting and all the other girls Um, in the girls school start fainting. And there's some scenes that are interesting, but all the scenes that were, weren't given enough time. Yeah. And the soundtrack really didn't do it well. And basically I'm trying to say is uh, it's too bad because it has a lot, had a lot of the right pieces (laughs) in place, but it didn't, didn't pull it off. Well, So I watched that movie and I was like, what a load of junk. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, if you want to watch a movie like that, I definitely say watch Picnic at Hanging Rocker, Heavenly Creatures. Yes.
0: You know? Oh, Heavenly Creatures. Heavenly
1: Creatures is so good. And like that, that best friendship in Heavenly Creatures was very much like this one. Mm-hmm. This one had the right idea trying to make that kind of movie now yeah it's not off limits it should be done it's just no totally um it it didn't it didn't choose to be fully contemporary it chose to have that setting and that vibe but it didn't do the vibe well so right after that uh I was that was streaming on canopy and so on I went to my list on canopy and I watched Lords of chaos from 2018, which is a movie that's based on the book by the same name called Lords of chaos, the bloody rise of the of the satanic metal underground by Michael Moynihan and Diedrich Söderland. Uh, And like the title suggests, it's about the rise of black metal in Norway and that's in the late 80s and early 90s. And the rise, the aforementioned rise centers around a band called Mayhem. Um, and the lead guitarist is the main character, quote unquote, in the movie, uh, who's goes by the name Euronymous, who's played by uh, uh, Rory Culkin. And I want to say right out the gate, this is not a great movie either. Really? <laughs> I think I think if I was somebody who was a metalhead too I would feel even stronger about it um that that it wasn't a very good movie but I will say I think it's a pretty easy way to get your interest piqued about what is truly a very fascinating and horrifying story um and that's exactly what it did so something that didn't make it so great is there's um there's a voiceover by Euronymous Colkin's character over a lot of the scenes that is very much like the you might be wondering how I got here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's really
1: dorky, and you know, poor Colkin, like he just kind of has um like a very silly, nasally voice, too. I don't know. So um this true story is really wild. So this band mayhem forms, um, and and the movie suggests that it's pretty much formed by Euronymous lead guitarist of mayhem who invents the Norwegian black metal sound. Um, and then they recruit a singer and this guy from Sweden comes to them who goes by dead who deals with um, extreme depression and is obsessed with death. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to find ways to describe um, this movie that maybe isn't uh, too graphic, yeah. which by the <laughs> way, it is quite graphic. Um, so dead actually commits suicide and Euronymous. Uh, uses the photo of the crime scene as an album cover. And they eventually uh, come to know this other guy who goes by Varg Vickerns who becomes the bassist of mayhem and also is a performer called Burzum. And lo- I just long story short, because <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time on this movie, even though it is a truly fascinating story. Um, Tensions rise between the people of this group um, and in real life, the other members of Mayhem kind of describe it as Euronymous and Varg Vikernes trying to outdo each other's evil. Uh, So they start burning down churches in Norway and eventually uh, somebody else in the band commits a murder and then Varric Vickerns goes to where Uranimus lives and stabs him to death. So that's a really, 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 really brief recount of what happens. Um, And this is what happened in real life. And I don't know, I guess it's not quite mass hysteria, obviously. This movie really didn't go into what I hoped it would, which is the effect of this scene on the public in Mm -hmm. Norway, because I think that some of these church burnings were, were done by members of the public and not members of what was called the, I think dark circle, which was like this group of friends who are in these bands. Right. Um, But it is, it is not unlike something like Salem mass or Mm -hmm. where a kind of smaller group Of very young people all these guys were like 19 um just uh creating a fantasy that goes way too far and actually uh nurtures really horrible behavior and really awful ideologies they're all neo-nazis yeah varg vickerns is still alive and is actually a eugenicist with a twitter like really freaky yeah yeah it sucks also like it sucks (laughs) because his music is really good, <laughs> but such a bummer. <laughs> yeah, but just, um, it's, and it's awful. Like they all are too. And I think, uh, a lot of teens go through a phase where they superficially adopt some extreme beliefs and more often just see aesthetic that goes with those beliefs. But right. again, like, um, they created an environment that allowed these beliefs to grow instead of being grown out of. Um, And it's it, it, the movie again, wasn't very good, but it did really make me want to read the book and kind of learn more about what was going on. I know in, in reading about the story uh, I think one of the authors of the book says something like, I'm, I was so surprised how, how, little people in this community cared when Euronymous was killed mm. um, in fact a another member of the community who let me find it I wrote down his name oh yes a uh, necro butcher <laughs> um, who's also in mayhem was like yeah I wanted to kill Euronymous too I was to- I was totally also gonna murder him um <laughs> Woof. That I know. Dark circle, I know. indeed dark. dark. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess a lot of them took issue for good reason with the way that Uranimus treated the death of dead, mm-hmm. um, the former lead singer of the band. So, but, you know, to answer that with um, murder is. <laughs> just, yeah. Um, so there's, there's just really, I had a, I was really fascinated by this story um and then all the the things that it led to me learning about um as I was talking to you about at work the horrible Venn diagram overlap between contemporary believers of neo-paganism and then believers in Nazi magic um (laughs) it really sucks that that overlaps but it really does <laughs> yeah
0: it's like the center um, section's like a, a, a lot bigger than you want it to be <laughs> so
1: way bigger than you want it to be um the closeness of dark magic to yeah nazi mysticism is a real bummer yeah um but yeah uh really fascinating stuff i know that there's a documentary about the same thing that is called "Until the Light Takes Us." Mm. That I'm curious to see. I think that also doesn't have amazing reviews. So, actually, like a lot of stor- real life stories of um, shared madness and mass hysteria. I wish there was more tellings of them in, yeah. in movies. Um, and that goes for this as well, "Lords of Chaos." I I recommend it only to if you're completely unfamiliar like I was with this story um yeah I I only recommend it for that otherwise again not a great movie but for what it um starts one to learn about it's it's interesting but yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) it is it's interesting um I mean trying to narrow down this concept is challenging because it, it has so many prongs, like that kind of mass hysteria that is like a group, an in-group ideology that just kind of grows and grows and gets mm-hmm. totally out of hand is is like absolutely a version of it. And then the other movie that you mentioned where it's like. It's, it's interesting to think about uh, a bunch of these movies being about young people specifically and them mm. kind of growing up and figuring out their beliefs and how they feel about things. Mm. And I think that that's also a really rich vein oh, um, definitely. of mass hysteria. <laughs> yeah. And so the, actually the first movie that I thought about when you mentioned this as a potential theme um, falls into a similar category to the falling, which mm-hmm. you mentioned um, where it's, A movie about a group of girls who are basically like as they're hitting puberty and hitting like figuring out their sexuality that's when the hysteria begins to strike um so i'm going to talk to you about a movie from 2015 called the fits
1: yes i remember you telling me about this
0: yes it's a movie that i saw when it came out and it was kind of hard to access but now it's a lot easier to access it's um available on tubi or showtime um, or you can also rent it for a couple bucks, which I would do. If I were you, I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's this really interesting movie about a girl named Tony who's 11. Uh, and she is a, she's like, she's a boxer, like her brother boxes. So she boxes with him. So she's kind of sporty and athletic. But she sees a group of teenage girls who are all on a dance team and she like really wants to be a part of them. She like really covets it.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so she decides to kind of like train and like does all of the like dance practice in private and then joins the team because she like really admires all these girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then over time, slowly the older girls on the dance troupe start having these fits where they are swooning, they're like having seizures, they're fainting. Um, and it's, it's totally mysterious. Nobody knows why it's happening. and just kind of one by one, all these girls start to faint and like have these these mysterious fits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so Tony, who's younger, she and a couple of her other friends who are also younger on the squad, start like talking about why it's happening and like questioning what's going on. And people in the town are also wondering why it's happening. You know, somebody in the town is like, maybe there's something in the water. So like, stop drinking the water. Um, But it doesn't make a difference. And then they're like, well, maybe it's because they're older. So like they're having sex and that's why. But Mm -hmm. But it's still very like, everything's kind of abstract. Like it's not Nobody's ever, like, putting their finger directly on, like, this is the cause, this is the cause. It's just kind of, like, everybody's questioning and talking about it, Um, but it has this really beautiful, like, energy to it where when you see the girls dancing, um, it just has, like, it's just it's it feels really dreamlike in a way that I think is mm. like the ideal form <laughs> for the mass hysteria movie to take because yes, it does it yes. starts to feel you're like okay what's happening I'm not sure and it's like everything's so abstract and like floaty that you're being swept along with them and it's like is this real am I yeah. hysterical like who's next what's gonna happen that's um, what
1: was missing from. The falling, yeah, exactly totally. what you're saying is yeah. so necessary. <laughs> yeah,
0: and so I, I really love the fits. It's a great movie. Uh, it's also seventy two minutes long, so it Ooh, is a tight. Baby. It comes in and it tells you a story, Ooh. and then it gets out of town. Ooh. Um, but it's really two great.
1: Episodes longer than that. <laughs>
0: yes, dude. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's directed by Anna Rose Holmer, which I'm not sure if she's made any movies since then. She probably has. Um, But it's really beautiful. It's also like another movie that's just like really exciting to watch because it's like an entirely black cast with primarily black girls, um, which just rules. And I highly recommend it. The Fits.
1: The Fits. fits. Do you know if it's streaming anywhere right now? It is. Did you already say that?
0: I did, but I'm happy to repeat it. (laughs) Mm. It is on Tubi for free and Showtime if you've got it Um, or you can pay. I think it's like $2.99 to rent it. Lovely. Yeah. Which highly recommended.
1: Yeah. It's I, um, the, as you made already the connection you already made, it's really interesting to see how these stories, both real and fictional are often, um, at the center is young people, very often young girls. Um, and it makes sense, you know, in that situation, uh, young people under a tremendous amount of pressure.
0: Yeah. Totally. Um,
1: or young people experiencing repression sexual or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's why these stories are fascinating because they are so mysterious from an outside person an adult perspective, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Totally. Um they seem so almost supernatural mm-hmm. um and rare, but at the same time very very familiar and understandable.
0: Totally. Um, there's so it's like there's something about like being swept up in uh, your imagination when you're young that is so all-consuming. That's a lot harder to access when you're older, but you can still kind of be like, oh yeah, I I remember when I believed that and it was like everywhere and everything. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, it's so mm-hmm. interesting.
1: Yeah, and I the fascination with witnessing. Something that went too far, yeah. Um, like truly being locked into a fantasy and detaching from reality, yeah, um, totally, is is always fascinating. Um, speaking of repression, yes, <laughs> take me there. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about the movie that made me choose this theme because I wanted to rewatch it because I love it so much. I haven't rewatched it since I first saw it. And I can tell you, I still love it as much as I did then. The Devils from 1971 by director Ken Russell. Yes. It is so good. It is so good. I, I love it. It's very, very much my flavor. <laughs> but The Devils is based on a very true event that is commonly known as the Devils of Loudon, Loudon, France. Um, so it takes place both in the movie and in real life, in 17th century France during a plague where, much like we've all experienced lately, everybody has been sheltered at home. There's been lots and lots of deaths, of course, because it's 17th century France uh, medical science we're dealing with. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So among those who have been sheltered in place and totally isolated is a convent of nuns. Um, and the Mother Superior, who is played by Vanessa Redgrave, is very strict and cold with the sisters, but is secretly deeply horny for um Father Grandier, who is the priest of Loudon, and he's played by Oliver Reed, who is unbelievably unbelievably sexy to me in this movie, which I think ken russell and everybody involved knows they they they, they everybody in the town of ludon thinks he's really sexy yeah everybody's crush. he's also like a free love priest like he has um more contemporary ideas about sex <laughs> basically aka he's sleeping around um, <laughs> and he's kind of he doesn't really hide it he's kind of he he does a little bit but he mostly is like, this is the way God wants us to experience pleasure. And so he's got some pretty modern, crazy ideas about <laughs> love and sex. Um, but clearly they made Oliver Reed e- extremely sexy in this movie. Um, but Mother Superior, Vanessa Redgrave, I can't remember a character's name, but has um, fantasies about Grandier as Jesus uh, where she's washing his feet with her hair. There's incredible visuals in this movie. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. Is, um, the scenes in this. I mean, the set is really gorgeous. Uh, they, he has Lou Don looking like this white brick city. It's really beautiful. Um, so Grandier falls in love and gets married, which is also shocking for a priest and People are gossiping about it and the mother superior overhears this gossip and gets wildly jealous and says that Grandier is, uh, in, um, working with Satan and is possessing the nuns and the nuns all start to, um, you know, strip off their clothes and, uh, they're all, they all get quote unquote possessed. (laughs) By <laughs> <Yes>. um,
0: <laughs> god i'm dying to watch this movie <laughs> it's so
1: fun so um i'm going to say to just trigger warning for everybody or not from what i'm about to say but if you're going to watch this movie it is very violent and gory and also maybe if you have trauma around being in the church um you know, just a heads up. There's some really, really brutal, um, in, in real life and in the movie, the exorcisms were public and in the movie, they are very graphic and assaults essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, so they can be hard for some to watch, but, uh, it is so, so fun. Um, and Cardinal, so this is also part of the true story. Cardinal Richelieu hates, Father Grandier and Cardinal Richelieu kind of starts whispering in the ear of the King of France who in the movie, ugh, this movie is so glammy. It's so fun. <laughs> the, the movie opens with the King of France performing this, um, play as Venus, oh my God. like wearing a shell bikini, um, like lots of powder blue and lush garden scenes. Um, but Cardinal Richelieu is, 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 whispering in the ear of the king and trying to basically knock grandier out of power um and that's kind of part of this downfall of ludon and these uh witch hunters get sent in to you know basically put on really unfair trials and grandier gets punished and framed for uh being a servant of satan
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right um but yeah I
1: just I love this movie it's freaky it's so freaky it's like I said uh stylistically feels really glammy the witch hunter priest that gets called in looks like Warren Zevon and wears a sleeveless top under a cloak and has oh little <laughs> round tinted glasses
0: <laughs> amazing
1: it's so fun. It's so fun. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's the Devils from 1971. I don't have too much to say about it, other than it's wonderful. And of course, just like with a lot of movies, you don't really want to get your facts from movies. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't. I would say the same for this one, but I kind of would for all, unless you're watching a documentary. But you should always be skeptical of information given to you in <laughs> entertainment media. Um, but you know, it, it, it is a really, again, a fascinating true story about, um, yeah. Re- repression leading to, a uh, a really wild outburst, Totally, um, you know, not only are, is this is a convent of nuns? So no sex, um, and, and no outward displays of, of lust of any kind, but, um, They've also not seen anybody in a really long time because it's during a plague, so they've all been <laughs> sheltered and shut up together um and that led to quite quite the outburst It's
0: a real ruckus,
1: yeah there's <laughs> Vanessa Redgrave is so incredible in it, like i said the her fantasies that they go into of her her fantasies with Grandier, and then oh, there's scenes of her preaching about the crucifixion in a very suggestive way <laughs> <laughs> like lots of her squeezing her rosary and like biting the cross because she's so horny
0: <laughs> she just can't handle it so
1: yeah oh my god it's Delightful. So fun. um unfortunately it is very hard to find it is not streaming um but i i own it on VHS. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come a Colin.
1: <laughs> you can find us at dim the lights with Jenny and Amanda on Instagram. and if you have a
0: VCR and and give us a DM.
1: <laughs> if you have a VCR and you're really careful with it because I spent $30 on it, <laughs> then you can borrow it. But um it's also on DVD out there. You might know somebody who has it that you can borrow it from. It's um there is a version that I, I think s- somewhere down the line, a film critic uncovered some missing scenes that were taken out because this was a movie that was banned um mm-hmm. <laughs> and problematic when it first sounds came about out. right. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so there are some even more explicit scenes that are not in the original version that came out in theaters, but there has been a restored version restored in Ken Russell, the version that Ken Russell really intended. Mm. And I'd be really fascinated to see that.
0: Totally. ah, oh, Delightful. Yeah. yeah. And I, I really like how much of this category overlaps with gothic romance. It's I know. It's really fun. We got to do a part, a part two of both of these where we oh. just, there's so much.
1: There's so much. <laughs> I would love to. And it's true. It really, especially things like that picnic at hanging rock flavor. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, totally. Um,
1: that it really does overlap with um, gothic romance. Yeah.
0: Oh, delightful. <sighs> I love
1: delightful. it. Delightful. <laughs> did you watch anything else? Or I did.
0: I watched one other thing, which I'll just go over very quickly because we are running out of time no, here. But... Sorry. Uh, no, 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 don't be. This is really fun. I'm having a great time. <laughs> I know. Um, so Another movie that I watched, I actually wasn't expecting to be a mass hysteria movie. I just put it on and then it suddenly was, which was very exciting. Yes. It's more of, it's more of a collective madness one, actually. Mm. Um, but it's a movie from 2020 called She Dies Tomorrow. Oh. Uh, which is a... Horror adjacent, it's not that horrifying, it's kind of a horror movie. Um, directed and written by Amy simons who you may recognize from Upstream Color. And Mm. I think she's in the new pet cemetery. Mm -hmm. Um she's really great. I really like her. Uh, but so she dies tomorrow. I didn't love actually, but it was really interesting. It's about a woman who is suddenly totally overtaken by the idea that she will be dying tomorrow.
1: Oh (laughs) wow. Um
0: and suddenly that idea starts to spread and everybody she comes into contact with slowly begins to believe that they too will die tomorrow. Oh my
1: gosh, whoa. Um,
0: But it's super abstract. It is like the bringing that, the abstraction that we were talking about to its absolute pinnacle. Like there's no like it's not linear at all um Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like really intense tone changes um like random characters show up all of a sudden (laughs) you don't know who they are um and so it's really interesting I kind of wish I'd been able to see it in theaters because I think it would be easier to watch um, where you can kind of like really be absorbed it was hard for me to it, yeah it's really slow so I was it, I had a hard, hard time getting focus. really yeah really getting sucked in um, but it's streaming on Hulu it's really interesting it's also kind of funny like there's, <laughs> there's a scene where the the main character whose name is Amy um, she because she believes she's gonna die tomorrow she's just like She's walking through her house touching everything and, like, rubbing her face against stuff. And she puts (laughs) on this record that's this, like, really intense Mozart piece – and then the record ends and she goes and starts it over again. <laughs> she does it like four times. It's oh, wow. really it's like heavily dramatic. And I think she's like just trying to feel something. Yeah. But because she's just repeating it constantly, it's really funny. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um,
0: so it has a sense of humor. It's a it's an interesting one. I would I would um recommend it, but only if you're in the mood for something like slow.
1: Yeah. That's extremely on theme. Yeah. Because that's totally. really what I was thinking when we thought up this theme is specifically collective madness yeah um that is fascinating and there is always something there is something kind of funny about all of these in a way because um it just seems so ridiculous right yeah that's part of that totally the detaching from reality is we who are witnessing it are like what is going on (laughs) (laughs) y'all
0: it's like are you guys okay though yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, well, while well, we've got these last couple minutes here. Amanda, yeah. do you have any recommendations and or things you're looking forward to watching?
1: I do have some recommend or a recommendation. Um, so a couple weeks ago I watched Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, and that is, I think, streaming still on HBO for purchase. I saw it in its little um period of being free if you have HBO or whatever, but, um, it is a brand new movie. The director is Shaka King and it stars Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield. And it's, um, the story of chairman Fred Hampton of the black Panther party and his orchestrated murder by the FBI. And it is, as you would imagine, very intense and very sad, um I know I've already said this to you Jenny but stylistically it doesn't do anything very unique and that's okay actually because it it really has the flavor of the kind of movie that gets nominated for awards because yeah. because it's not stylistically um out there or unique it's actually quite approachable and so I really recommend this movie to parents out there and like you know if you have family members that are like, oh, I loved Green Book, you know. Um
0: <laughs> set them up with Judas yeah, and the Black Messiah. <laughs> yeah. I just,
1: you know, um uh the um oh god what's the proper term? The cultural experts that they used for this were mm-hmm. uh um Fred Hampton's wife and son. Aww. So it's the very accurate story uh as far as I know it. Um and totally. I would imagine, yeah. So um it was really good. I don't want to say too much about it because it's so new. Yeah, um, totally. It's fresh.
0: Yeah, uh, it's so fresh. Has been nominated for a bunch of Oscars, which is pretty cool.
1: That's great. That's great. Yeah. And I, w- I would hope so because it is obviously more gut punching than a lot of movies mm-hmm. that get nominated for awards because they're so cushy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, it's, so <laughs> it's so lame. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I would hope so. Yeah. Um, both Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield do incredible jobs. Lakeith Stanfield's character is uh, William O'Neill, uh, who is an FBI informant and is a very, very complicated character. Yeah. Um, it was really good. Jenny, what about you?
0: Yeah. So I have a recommendation. Um, I last night watched a movie called Dead Pigs. Which oh. is, it actually it came out in 2018, but it's the debut movie from Kathy Yan, who uh, is a Chinese-American filmmaker who made Birds of Prey last year, the Harley Quinn movie. Oh, fun. That's
1: um, right. Which
0: is a really, I really enjoyed and was like very surprised by She, her first movie was not available for a really long time, but is now streaming on Movie, if you have that, which I just did a free trial so that I could watch it. Nice. Um, but it's really, it's like a dark comedy um, about a group of people who are kind of uh, inextricably linked. Um, It takes place in China and it's like, it's just really interesting. And it has, she, if you've seen Birds of Prey, it's like very stylistic and funny and weird. (laughs) And this is also very stylistic and funny and weird and like really interesting. Um, Kathy Ann is cool (laughs) like very so i would really recommend if you haven't seen birds of prey i would recommend that if you're into superhero movies um because it's really fun and if you're not i would recommend her other movie dead pigs um which is streaming on movie
1: wait sorry what is it what's um what's it about again
0: so it's about a bunch of i mean it's kind of it's hard to, it's complicated. So and I only have 2 minutes. I oh, I know, you. I know, I'm fine. It's basically two minutes. about we only a, have two it's a, it's about a bunch of people who just have That's right. a bunch of like a bunch of things all happen to them and yep. it's all connected, yep. but I can't really tell it's hard to describe because they're all so very different. Um but it does involve I love a, it. a river full of dead pigs. <laughs>
1: Um, oh, dang. Wow. But it's it's right. really dark, Amazing. but it is really
0: funny. And I, uh, really funny is actually maybe not true. It is, it's funny for sure. <laughs> it's really uh, anti-capitalist, yes. well, which is chill to me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, so check it out. Give it a Google if, you, yeah. uh, if you're interested. But yeah, this has been Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. It sure has been. Thank you for listening. Yeah. We'll be back again in two weeks with something new, something fresh. Uh. Mm-hmm.